This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning television program. Those that are going to be listening on radio or shortwave, welcome. Watching on social media or listening, welcome. Uh, podcast. We have over 40 of them. Welcome. Uh, we are going to talk about this morning. I'm in our college classroom chapel here at World Ministries International. This is a live audience. And we're going to be talking about Moloch and judgment. If I have time, I'm going to also touch a bit on encouragement and temptation. Because all of this is critical. Moloch and Judgment. I just finished a pastoral article. If you don't get my pastoral articles, you can telephone my office, 360-629-5248. Ask to be put on our mailing list. You can sign up right on my website, www.worldministries.org. Moloch ruling America. Moloch can be spelled in the Bible. It's spelled two ways because, again, you, you have different, uh, whether it's Hebrew, Greek, Latin, Moloch, M-O-L-O-C-H or M-O-L-E-C-H, it doesn't matter, was a Canaanite deity associated with child sacrifice. A statue of Moloch was stationed at the entrance of the Colosseum in Rome to welcome visitors to an exhibit that ran through March 20, 2020. Did you hear that? This is where many Christian martyrs died instead of renouncing their faith in Jesus Christ. The height of this hypocrisy cannot be overlooked. The leaders of the world do not look to God of the Bible as supreme, worthy of loyalty, worship, and obedience. Placing the statute of Moloch in front of the Colosseum in Rome Again, the height of hypocrisy, of downgrading the God of the Bible, of Jesus Christ, trampling on the blood of the martyrs. A symbol how the world, especially demons, influencing the leaders of the world, view true Christians. They look at them as ignorant, stupid, narrow-minded, Individuals resisting the morality of the new world order where the morality of Moloch is worshipped. Throughout the Bible, where the Israelites engaged in the morality of Moloch, even to the extent of killing their children in the fires of Moloch, God judged them. 
They went into bondage and slavery as everything they did failed. Crops, protection, everything. Leviticus 18.21, do not allow any of your children to be offered to Moloch. The morality of Moloch includes not only killing babies in the mother's womb, but also homosexuality, lesbianism, cross-dressing, adultery, fornication, cohabitation, drunkenness, idolatry, deceit, witchcraft, etc. Romans 1, 28-32, And even as they did not retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful pride, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in him that do them. First Chronicles 10, 13 through 14. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it, and inquired not of the Lord. Therefore, he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. He died because he went into witchcraft, inquiring of a witch. A person with a familiar spirit. How many Christians do that all the time? Especially overseas. God's behavior toward the nation of Israel is no different than any other nation. God's behavior is universal and unchanging. We must understand that. God's behavior is universal and unchanging. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a battle between good and evil in America and throughout the nations. Make no mistake who we are fighting. It's not political parties, but Satan himself through the demons of Moloch. America is worshiping, serving Moloch. Very soon, no one will be able to sit on the sidelines any longer and try not to take sides to avoid criticism and persecution. Right now we're doing it, that's why we're losing America. But pretty soon, you're going to have to take a side. Revelation 13, 7, as well as 16 through 17. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints, to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. The battle lines are being drawn. And each person on earth will have to choose who they really serve. The liberal, lukewarm, compromising Christian will no longer be able to hide their faith like a coward. Jesus said in John 15, 18, if the world hates you, you know it hated me before it hated you. Luke 9, 26, for whosoever 
shall be ashamed of me in my words of him, shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his glory and his Father and the holy angels. We are living in very perilous times, very dangerous times. The Bible tells us in James 4.8, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded, double-minded, compromiser, confused. If you don't take a stand, you have a mind that's confused. You, as Christians, must choose who you are truly going to follow and serve. If you don't choose not now not to compromise, but instead just go along with the flow, then you will definitely go along with the easiest way out. Did you hear that? Some people just want to go along with the flow, live and let live. Oh, I don't need to say anything. They know. God help you on judgment day. I believe you will take the mark of the beast if this is what you do, take the easy way out today. You say, oh no, then I won't. Yes, you will. If you take the easy way out today, unless you change now, you would take the mark of the beast. I believe you'll take the mark of the beast if pre-trib or mid-trib rapture doesn't happen. Until the rapture happens, which no one truly knows when it takes place, a deep relationship is critical. You must get as close to God as possible so the Holy Spirit can really guide you. If the Holy Spirit wakes you up in the middle of the night, tells you to get up and drive east, get up and drive east. My staff at World Ministries International has heard me say that 22 years ago. Don't be like Lot's wife, who was so in love with the world she couldn't obey God and escape destruction. God's behavior is universal and unchanging. The full cup of iniquity with Israel is as follows. Israel becomes wicked. Warnings are sent from God through prophets. When the warnings are repeatedly rejected by the people or nation, God sends destruction. For example, God sent eight prophets to Israel over a period of 130 years prior to the destruction of the ten northern tribes to warn the people to repent, obey the laws of God, or he would send destruction. God sent the prophets Elisha, Obadiah, Joel, Jonah, Amos, Hosea, Isaiah, and Micah. When the majority of the people continue to reject the warnings of God, which is the grace and mercy of God, finally the cup of iniquity became full. God broke his silence and used the Assyrian king to bring his judgment upon Israel by destroying the ten tribes of Israel in 722 B.C. Later, when the Assyrians' cup of iniquity became full, God sent another nation to destroy the Assyrians. The cup of iniquity principle always takes place as it is a rule, a law of design by God himself. It is the science of judgment. Prior to the destruction of the southern tribes of Judah and Benjamin, God sent five prophets out of compassion to warn them to repent. For 65 years, the prophets Nahum, Zephaniah, Habakkuk, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel tried to warn them of God's anger toward their sins, but they continued to reject the warnings of the prophets. We must realize God is predictable. There are certain patterns of apostasy that are scientific for all nations. 
God's character of justice and mercy is known and balanced into what I call divine love. When patterns of apostasy continue and the cup of iniquity becomes full, then first redemptive and finally destructive judgment falls. God sends a destroyer upon a nation to judge it. God uses kings of nations as his arm of destruction. He uses them as his destroyer to conquer and destroy that nation in apostasy. The people of Israel were warned about violating the terms of God's covenant. You can read Leviticus 26, 14 through 33. I don't have time. It continues to say, if you don't do this, I will do this. If you don't do this, I'll increase it seven times. And he goes on and on and on. The scripture warns about the full cup of iniquity law. When God's mercy and grace runs its duration and God's anger and wrath boils over, his judgment starts to fall. Judgment is first meant to lead a nation to repent, redemption. If the person is beyond redemption, God's judgment is for destruction. Did you hear what I said? If a person or nation is beyond redemption... People are dying, some without warning. They've heard the word of God over and over for years, 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 and years, and they're dying. All ages right now. There is a point of no return. God sends destruction upon people and nations where their wickedness takes them beyond redeeming love. I've said before we could put the righteous, more righteous people into office to stop the toppling of the United States of America by communists, to bring us back under a republic. But yet, if they don't call a repentance, as even most Republicans now are backing homosexuality, Judgment is going to fall on America anyway. Even if we had Republicans in the White House, the Senate, the legislature, House of Representatives, unless they started to talk about repentance for sins of abomination, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent and dividing the land of Israel, cohabitation, fornication, adultery, lesbianism, LGBT, this nation is going to be judged anyway. And no politician is going to stop it because we are under the spirit of Moloch. The principle is simple. God breaks his silence when a person, city, or nation reaches a certain level of wickedness. He uses one or more of his divine judgments. If a situation is redeemable, his judgments are for redemption. If the situation is beyond redemption, repentance, then his judgments are for destruction. God did not give Abraham's descendants a land until after the Amorites had failed to repent, taking advantage of God's mercy, compassion, and grace. Therefore, God's judgment instead. God is the same for all people. Judgment only comes after man continues in sin instead of repenting, thus fulfilling the cup of iniquity, which brings on God's wrath. Remember that ancient Israel's possession of Canaan was based on the same conditions applicable to the Amorites. 
The Canaanites lost their land when their cup of iniquity became full. God breaks his silence and his wrath starts to fall. Judgment comes when grace is continually rejected by refusing to repent and obey God's covenant. There comes a point of no return. Jeremiah 7.16, pray not for this people, neither lift up a cry nor a prayer for them, neither make intercession for them, for I will not hear it. Jeremiah 11 and 11.14, therefore thus saith the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. People are saying, God, God, help America. God's not going to help America if America doesn't repent. You can cry all you want. He doesn't hear that prayer unless it's from a right heart, a clean heart, a heart that's serving him. Unless we lead the nation in repentance, cry all you want, you're not going to save America. I will bring judgment. No matter how much you cry, God says. And though they cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Therefore pray not for the people. Neither lift up cry or prayer for them. I will not hear them in the time they cry unto me for their trouble. Jeremiah 11, 11 and 14. Jeremiah 14, 11 through 16. Thus saith the Lord, pray not for this people for their good. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. When they offer burnt offering and obligation, I will not accept them, but I will consume them by the sword, famine, and pestilence. The prophets prophesy lies in my name. How many people are preaching a lie today? How many churches are ordaining drag queens and homosexuals, mainline churches? They lie, Jesus said. And they will be judged, Jesus said. There comes a point of no return. God executes final judgment for destruction and eternity. No amount of tears, prayers will help them. As God knows, real repentance has not taken place, but people just want to escape final punishment. You hear the sinner, even the the atheist. Oh God, God doesn't hear them. God knows that if they live forever, they would never truly repent, but continue to deceive and rebel. Ezekiel 14, 13, 14, 16, 18, and 20. Son of man, when the land sins against me, trespassing grievously, then I'll stretch out my hand upon it. I'll break the staff of the bread. I'll send famine upon it. I'll cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they shall deliver their own souls by their own righteousness, says the Lord. Though these three men were in it as I live, saith the Lord, they shall deliver neither sons or daughters, they only shall be delivered, but the land will be desolate. Though these three men were in it as I live, says the Lord God, they will deliver neither sons nor daughters, but only they shall be delivered themselves by their own righteousness. Though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it as I live, saith the Lord God, they will deliver neither sons nor daughters, They shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness. It goes on and on. Lawlessness is sweeping America like never before. The science of judgment is happening right before our very eyes. Yet many Christians do not recognize what is taking place. 
Ladies and gentlemen, overcoming temptation. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. It should help you and I to know that every human being goes through temptation. We all go through temptation. God's word says flee temptation. Paul tells us that overcoming temptation isn't about what we do or don't. It's about what we believe concerning the one we serve. We put our trust in God, and he gives us the strength. We rely on the word of God, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit inside you and I. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. He is faithful. He will not let us be tempted beyond our ability to be victorious. It's about God's faithfulness to you in the midst of your temptation. God's faithfulness. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Why am I saying this? Because judgment is falling on America. It's going to fall. Millions are going to die. The word of God talks about a lot more than millions before Jesus returns. It talks about over 2 billion people dying. The Lord, he gives us the ability, no matter what temptation might harass us, know that it has also harassed other multitudes and we can overcome it. God says, I am with you. Paul says the Lord is utterly faithful to you in that hour. He won't let you be tempted beyond your ability. Paul knew that. And he was tempted so very much. We can overcome every temptation. John 14, 30 says, he has no claim on me. We're talking about the devil. He has no claim on me. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, but with the temptation, he'll provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. The millions of martyrs endured it without denying Christ. The apostles died without denying Christ. They endured it because he was with them. Several times I thought I was going to die and all of a sudden, he rises up. And you're not afraid to die. He takes over. It's not your strength. It's God's strength in you. The hope of glory. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Again, Ephesians 6.10-18 tells you how to be strong in the Lord. The power of his might. To put on the full armor of God. Dr. Carl wrote, to encourage someone means to inspire them with courage and hope. Encouragers reassure you and raise your spirit so you can keep moving toward your God-given purpose. Discouragers undermine you, weaken your courage, and smother your confidence. 
When you become discouraged, you lose the boldness to move forward toward fulfilling your destiny in God. Even well-meaning fellow Christians, when they don't have the same vision you do, can discourage you. They may tell you what you are trying to do is impossible. Don't listen. And don't draw them close to you. Tell them God gave you the vision and move on. Seek out those that will encourage you. Walk with them. They will propel you forward. Tell yourself, with man this is impossible, but not with God because you know all things, all things are possible with God. Mark 10, 27. Your association would either make you better or bitter. Remember, hurting people hurt people. If you allow bitterness and unforgiveness to have access to your heart, you'll give the enemy a foothold in your life. His goal is to keep you from fulfilling your God-given plan and destiny for your life. He'll send others to you. God will. To help you overcome. Satan will to try to make you bitter. Give your life to God. Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.